Hey, drunk mythology friends. I'm Kate. And I'm the other Jen. <laughs> and we're the drunk mythology, drunk mythology gals. <laughs> See, okay, I'm sticking with the speed and I gotta I gotta break that habit. I gotta break the habit of sticking with the speed because you're catching up to me. You're well, on I just me. wanted to see if but I'm lightning would st- strike try, strike twice. Right. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Speaking of lightning, we have had storms all afternoon. And here. whose fault is that, Jen? Whose fault it, is that? It wasn't my fault until like what a minute before you hit record. <laughs> um I was I was good until okay, man, maybe it was more than our you know what? Who it probably happened hours and hours ago. <laughs> at like 11 a.m. my time saying, well, I think Odin might be cutting me a break today. <laughs> I, did. I did. And I was like, God damn it, Jennifer. <laughs> and it was probably what? Another hour after that. I was like, okay, we now have the lightning and thunder and the summer storms and pouring rain. And yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, you, we tried to do the, uh, I, I tried to repeat my really fast drunk mythology gals like I did for yeah. our Patreon for the Lit Crit episode part 12, part two, <laughs> which if you haven't listened to the teaser, listen to the teaser. And um, just to see if you think that I would actually do it twice. And again, this is not yeah. naturally fun for me. I'm doing it because I miss OG. Right. Yeah, it's and sh- we're thinking she's. I know we keep saying this, but there's we're been a sighting. She's, she's gonna be able to, you know, record with us again in just a few more weeks. We're hoping, although that keeps getting kicked down the road a little. It's like okay, <laughs> just a few more weeks now. Okay, uh, just a few more weeks. Yeah, <laughs> like well, <all> right. <laughs> last we heard, she was off walrus hunting in Norway. Right. Uh, not because she wants to hurt it. She just wants to be its BFF. Was it a yes. walrus or a sea lion? Oh, it was a walrus. I, okay. I'm yeah. So it's pretty clearly, sure it's huge. Whichever but, it is, but, it's the, yeah. it's the, um, and Freya, I am not trying to throw shade. This is right. just how they're describing you. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a walrus sinking boat in Norway. <laughs> Yes. But yes. speaking of sinking and swimming, Uh-oh. we got our pool last week. Oh, yay. That's the right. Hilly hot tub is in place. And of course, we filled it up and jumped in. And yes. I enjoyed a beer floating by in my inflatable swan drink floaty. <laughs> awesome. I hope you're going to post a picture I of it. I have the picture of it. Okay. And it naturally prompted all the bad swan jokes from OG. (laughs) So to make another bad Zeus joke, we're going to seize the bull by the horns, i.e. the beautiful white bull who can swim several hundred miles without (laughs) stopping, and talk about the myth of Leda and the swan. Oh, I don't know that I've heard of this one. (laughs) You're going (laughs) to wish you hadn't. Oh, but before we get started, um, can we please make proper sacrifices to Odin? <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so I right before we started to record, I ran to go get my snack. And I've we've talked about this in 
like earlier episodes with me that I get yelled at for rattling snack wrappers and I have to. There's very little that Kim doesn't yell at you about. <laughs> right. The most recent is I keep turning my head and like this, I'll be talking to the side and sound like I'm underwater and I have to keep my face facing the microphone and so wrap <laughs> yep. the damn thing to my head so that when I turn <laughs> my head, it's still there. Um, yeah. So I went and grabbed a Welch's fruit snack. Hi, Welch's. I, I love you. If you'd your like to sponsor snacks, us, I mean, after you hear this episode, you never know. <laughs> might not, but I love these little Welch's fruit snacks. And we have these little, you know, individual, it's like half ounce pack. I don't know how it's because we are nine. children of the 80s and this is a fruit roll up. Um, sort of. Yeah. But I. <laughs> I can't get this particular wrapper open. <laughs> it's true. She was legit struggling with it for like two minutes while I was setting everything up. And it's still, I can't, I, it won't tear. <laughs> There's usually a tear start point. This one doesn't have it. I've tr Smart Monkey of, uses tools. Right. Tools yeah, like okay. scissors. Well, yes. I was going to say the next... <laughs> The next attack was going to be texting Violet to come bring me scissors or, or just help. <laughs> She'd but be like, it Mom, like it's over the little tear things over here. Okay, thanks. Right. Bye. She'd see it. And yeah. I'd be like, well, I didn't see it. But yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm sitting here. So you're offering up your fruit snack. I'm offering up my fruit snack that I can't get open. <laughs> and the hunger that is now pursuing you. So I'm offering up. Surprise. Garage painting. Are you serious? <laughs> and at this rate, it's going to be an epic that is longer than the fucking Iliad and Odyssey put together. Oh <laughs> what what is left? I'm on side number three. Okay. There's one more side and it's split in two because our neighbor's uh, garage, like half our garage spans part of his driveway um, it, it's complicated, okay. but like okay. there's a part that's outside our fence and there's a part that's inside our fence. Okay. <sighs> yeah. And the part so, that's inside the yeah. fence is right over where we trained the puppies when they were little to do their business, AKA poop <gasps> alley. <laughs> oh dear goodness. Oh my yeah. God. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. lovely, I told lovely. Eric last time I tried to rake that out, I got fucking sick. So you're going to rake that out and we're going to put AstroTurf down and pretend like it never happened. There and then I'll go. paint. <laughs> so, yes. Um, yeah. So are you drinking? I, 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 you better fucking believe I am today. <laughs> so am I. Yay. We're that living back up to our name or living down to our name, which is it. <laughs> what do you have today? I'm going with a classic oh. because this story requires it. So I have Jack in my probably whiskey. Oh, nice. Cup. Okay. And I also have a big 32 ounce thing of ice water, which is the third one I've like devoured today because I'm so <laughs> dehydrated from painting. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Um, I have, well, we pinnacle are recording. Whip? Yes, I have Pinnacle oh, Whip. You oh, knew guessed, this, right? You guessed right. Because of the time, it's it's late, and I need something soft. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the last soft thing you're getting this episode. 
my goodness. And it's a work night. It's, it's not just late, <laughs> but it's also a work night. <laughs> That's not evil cackling on my part. That's just me fondly not. remembering the times when I may or may not have showed up to work still under a slight Chardonnay haze. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the 20s. Right? <laughs> <laughs> when Thursday night was Friday Prime. Oh, my God. Mm. Uh, so let's go ahead with the disclaimer. So okay. um, I'm like scrambling to think of the Didn't notes right now. <laughs> Didn't take the notes again. Oh, gee, please come back. Please. <laughs> Do not drink and drive. Cars, chariots, eight-legged horses, swan cup holders that float in the pool, garage paint, walruses sinking boats, <laughs> or freaking fruit snack wrappers. <laughs> Just whatever. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so let's get started. A long time ago, when the world was young and apparently full of swans. So, nobody is going to be surprised when I say that I fucking got in over my head on this one. <laughs> Not because I can't handle the brain exercise, but because I started making connections to all the things. And then I <laughs> wanted to talk about all the things because... Honestly, uh, Leda kind of ends up being the Chris Jenner of mythology. Oh, and I, I know I, I know the last name Jenner, but Chris I'm not Kardashian, sure which one. Is, she's I'm not sure which of, one Chris is. She's the mother of the brood. Oh, and I actually, for once, don't mean that in a nasty way because, <laughs> okay. like, you know me in reality TV. Um. But I mean it in the way that some women, whatever or however, kind of end up being the hub of like famous spokes, like okay. spokes or folks or spokes folks. <laughs> it's DMG at night, man. <laughs> anyway, so Chris, just like Chris Jenner started out as Chris Kardashian, wife of the famous or infamous law lawyer Robert Kardashian, who worked on the O.J. Simpson defense. Um, <gasps> I didn't know that. Oh, honey. Oh, yeah. Wow. We'll talk offline about that. <laughs> okay. And after he passed away, she married the former Bruce Jenner, now Caitlyn Jenner. And I don't care, but I am the O.G. Kate. So she better watch out how her ideological shenanigans fuck with the algorithms when I Google my name, because man, woman, or swan, crazy doesn't discriminate. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> so just, uh, you know, I was like, yay, I love the fact she picked the name Caitlin. And then uh, anyway, so Kris yeah. Jenner also has famous kids, Kim, Courtney, Chloe, Kendall, Kylie, and I think there was a boy... Uh, but apparently, don't, don't ask me. I don't yeah, follow right? any of these. People. And they're also their husbands and boyfriends. And yeah. the reason I bring this up is because once I thought of this, I'm like, you know what? Say it with me. Nothing is no, new. Nothing is new. Nothing. Nope. And the more I dug into the story of Leda and the Swan, the more I felt like I was trying to untangle an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Ah, okay. Because it turns out to be a fairly complicated myth. 
Aside from the one part where Zeus gets horny and turns himself into a swan to get it on, there (laughs) are a lot of characters we kind of need to talk about. Oh. Well, only because it's kind of like influencers referencing influencers. I'm going to need a spreadsheet, aren't I? You're going to need serial killer string and pushpins. Damn it. All right. I'm trying to do this because (laughs) it's actually going to be easier this way. Okay. All right. So main character, Leda. Okay. She is the daughter of Thestios, the king of Sparta. Okay. Now, that's right. She was a badass Spartan chick because if you think back to our Olympics episodes, I did one about how Spartan women actually like were far more uh, free to indulge in physical education and running and sports and like, you know, working out okay. and yep. kind of being I remember badass. something about some of the women being allowed to do that. Yeah, it was mostly Athenian women who were kind of like told to sit down and shut up. Got it. Um, A lot of other places were. uh, Anyway, so Leda was daughter of uh, Thestios and either uh, Eurythemus or Eurythmics (laughs) (laughs) or a woman named Laufonte, but probably Eurythmics, according to most of the sources. Okay. Now, there's Tyndarius, who is a prince of Sparta and eventually a king, but only after he survives being exiled by his wicked brother, Hippocoon. Oh, my word. The name has me dead. That's the only reason I had to put the name in there, because Hippocoon. (laughs) Hippopotamus raccoon? Uh, Yeah, this is... Oh, my... Okay, yeah. I love it. You see why you need the... uh, String. Hi, mom. You see. You Hi, Kate's the- mom. <laughs> you need the string and push pins. Yeah. So Tyndarius is a prince of Sparta, and he survives a coup attempt by his brother Hippocoon, and that's because Tyndarius's BFF Hercules. Yes, that okay. Hercules, the big, the Disney movie guy. And okay. it's Heracles, if you're going full Greek, but whatevs, we'll just go with what we know and can pronounce best. Yes. And uh, Hercules gets rid of Hippocoon and allows Tyndarius to come back. Oh, well, that's a nice friend. Right? Fun fact. Uh, Tyndarius was also Penelope's uncle. Remember Penelope, <gasps> the wife of Odysseus, who was into woodworking in a really big yes. way? Yes. In for a... P- Penny, in for a Penelope, in for Penelope, in for a pound. Yes. Yep. Episode nineteen or twenty, something like that. Sure. <laughs> I I remember because it was like one of the early Kim sound effects. Kim editing. Oh. She's like, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? So anyway, um, so Tyndarius, once he becomes king, he marries Leda. Okay. So the first pers- people we really have to remember, Tyndarius and Leda, husband and wife, king and queen of a kingdom within Sparta. Okay. Okay. So Odysseus ought to tickle your memory a little bit because he was the dude who went a ho- away from home for a three-hour tour. I mean, <laughs> the 20-year right. fiasco, otherwise known as the 10-year Trojan War and that decade where no one would stop to ask for directions on the way home. Yes, I remember this. Okay. So 
This means we're talking about this myth ostensibly taking place around 1200 BCE-ish, if we really want to try and like pin down a precise date for the Trojan War era, which is debatable, but got it. Podcast for another time. Um, So quasi-historical, quasi-mythological, probably somewhere near any town Turkey, i.e. Trojan War, and written up a couple hundred years later by Homa, Homa, my Boston's (laughs) coming out, circa 800 BCE. (laughs) Okay. So we're talking Trojan War era and Tyndarius and Leda. Got it. Back to the character list. When Tyndarius and Leda were probably newlyweds, there was a big political upheaval next kingdom over in Mycenae. You don't really need to remember that name right now, but just threw it out there. It produced two exiled princes who came to live with them, kind of as like foster kids, Agamemnon and Menelaus. Those... Kind of from medical problems. If if you suffer from Agamemnon, call your doctor. (laughs) If you experience of Menelaus for three hours or more. (laughs) That's actually what they're going to call the uh, female version of Viagra, Menelaus. (laughs) Or they're... they're, uh, No, Menelaus is the male menopause. (laughs) So... You're going to hear the names Agamemnon and Menelaus again, mostly in the epilogue of this episode. So just put a little pin in them. Okay. So they got two, like... Foster sons. Foster people renting, hanging out, giving them... Kids. They're kids at this point. Oh, they're they're kids. They legitimately are young. Because Tyndarius and Leda are newlyweds and say, you know, this kind of happened a lot. Like, they would take in noble foster kids who were either exiles or um, sent away to learn from someone else, Uh, blah, blah, blah. It was a big thing pretty much through like the early modern era. Uh, We're talking like 1700 1700 CE. So, yeah. So the next character we need to remember is Nemesis. We heard that name. Yes, and she was from the Echo and Narcissus episode, Worst Daffodil Ever. Right. And I forgot who she was. Okay, so remember remember Echo and Narcissus and the dude whose name I forget who was turned down by Narcissus. And I totally realized that I forgot to make a dirty joke about the sword he (gasps) gave Narcissus and that Narcissus returned and then he used that sword to kill himself. I mean, gutter meat brain. Where was I? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but Nemesis is the goddess who exacts retribution from mortals who have become too ah, prideful or arrogant. Got it. Okay. So when that dude was dying and he's like, Nemesis, I call upon you. Gotcha. Fuck Narcissus. And then when right. Echo was like, fuck Narcissus, fuck Narcissus. <laughs> Nemesis is like, <laughs> like enough okay. already. This guy must yeah. be doing bad stuff. Got it. But oh my God, I am dying to do an episode about her because she is badass. Anyway. Oh, okay. To recap, <clears throat> Ting, Ting Kandaris. <laughs> I sometimes suffer from these like little spoonerous uh, <laughs> dyslexic uh, letter yep. flips. So okay. King 
Tyndarius, Queen Leda, Agamemnon, Menelaus, Nemesis, and of course, Zeus. Ugh. Okay. Okay. Yep. Finally, these names are going to come up in the epilogue and, you know, I'm just saying them so you're going to be familiar with them a little bit. Okay. Uh, Helen, as in Helen of Troy. The face that launched like a thousand a ships thousand and ships? basically caused Troy to be dis- any town Turkey to be destroyed. Okay. You love this. Any town Turkey. Uh, Polydeuces, or as he's also known, Pollux, as well as Castor. And okay. Clytemnestra, which again could Another. be a fungal infection. <laughs> <laughs> or the prescription. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but those, again, are kind of for the epilogue of this particular story. Okay. Do so I just, care who any of these um, are? You'll be, you I, will be interested in? when I come back to them at the end. I'm just saying okay. the name so you're kind of like, wait, who are those? Where do they come? Okay. So just All so right. you've heard them before. But you can see why I'm like, this is already a major Kardashian episode. <laughs> you got a lot of characters. Yeah. Okay. So the gist of the myth of Leda and the Swan is that one evening, Leda and Tyndarius have sex. Okay. Then later, Leda goes to bathe in a nearby river, which I guess is easier than waking up your maids to haul bath water up by the bucket. Zeus sees her and is like, hot damn. And for whatever reason, he turns him into a swan and has sex with her. Uh, In swan form. Kate. I repeat, in swan form. This is not a drill. This is bestiality accepted as part of the great founding mythology and canon of Western civilization. This is so fucked up. I just, this is so fucked up. Oh my God. <laughs> but you want to know what's even more frustrating? It gets we worse. We don't even have a good retelling of that little get together like we do with EO or Europa's story. Oh. Yeah, because nobody can figure out how to explain it. <laughs> Most of the references are secondary remarks. Characters telling the story within the story or just mentioning it. Even fucking Ovid. Oh my God. Even that soft-boiled motherfucker who should have been there, dare I say it, in the clutch. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) And he's just like, yeah, Helen and Paris were talking about Helen's mom, Leda, who got fucked by a swan named Zeus. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah, what the fuck, Ovid? The one time I was counting on you, you fucking let me down. (laughs) There's like literally only one little bit from Ovid I can drag into this. And it's a super cringe moment when Paris is praising Helen's beauty. So other Jen, if you will. Oh, crap. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my word. Looking at this. (laughs) Seriously? Oh, shit. Okay. I have not had enough vodka yet for this. You know this. what? It's a good thing we don't believe in hell because <laughs> otherwise we'd be headed right there. Oh my God. Okay. Breasts whiter than pure snows or milk or Zeus's feathers when he embraced your mother Leda. Oh my God. Paris is like, nice tits. They're really white. <laughs> Just like your mom when she got fucked by a swan. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Even while I am sitting here stewing in my rage and trying not to throw up in my mouth, I'm still thinking of how to make my Ravenclaw bestie happy. Yeah. I am doing this all for you, Jen. Sure you are. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to do it by introducing a biology lesson into all of this. Are you going to tell us biologically how? Is that, are you seriously going there? Yes. Oh, damn. I am. Oh, shh. Get your spreadsheet (laughs) ready, baby. So, Lena had sex with Tyndarius and Zeus on the same night. Got it. Nine months later, she gave birth to, how do I say this? Either fraternal quadruplets or two sets of identical twins at the same time. Okay. So four babies came out of her. Yes. So the midwife was like, probably like, what the fuck is this ancient gumball machine? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And I've now ruined gumball machines forever. You're welcome. (laughs) Whatever is innocent, I take it and crush. (laughs) Because remember those names I told you to kind of just Keep okay. It. She popped out. Leda popped out. Helen and Pollux, and then Castor and Clytemnestra. Okay. And Helen and Pollux were kind of the one set of twins, and Castor and Clytemnestra are the other set of twins. Okay. So for the sake of the myth, it sounds like we're going with two sets of twins rather than quadruplets. Probably, I guess. Okay. Probably because the myth say that Helen and Pollux were the offspring of Zeus and Castor and Clytemnestra Clytemnestra were the children of Tyndarius. Okay. Now, here's where the biology comes in. This is a theory that a woman's egg or eggs could be fertilized multiple times by multiple partners. And this is called telegony. Okay. Which is a term coined in the 19th century using ancient Greek, literally translating too far and offspring, basically implying that the sperm from two different men could exchange high fives and fertilize the same egg, creating a combined paternity. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Another mythological Greek hero, and please, everyone everywhere, listen hard for my sarcasm air quotes around the word hero, was (laughs) conceived like this. Theseus, and you might remember from the Dionysus episode, he was a little side throwaway mentioned as the guy who slew the Minotaur, ran away with Ariadne, then dumped her on an island where she was eventually found by Dionysus. Oh, that sounds familiar. Supposedly... He had both a mortal father named Cleopompus. <laughs> Cleopompus? Oh Cleo- Cleopompus. Okay. And a divine father who was none other than that shady piece of shit Poseidon. Oh, yeah. And One day we- we're really going to dive into Poseidon. <laughs> Diving. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get when we record. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, we do love you and we really are trying. Um, So maybe it's just me, but 
you know, isn't that symbolic of two dicks just creating an even bigger dick? Oh my God. Cleopompus and Poseidon. Oh, okay. Anyway, it was Aristotle, a student of Plato and the guy who was the guy who was the original stan of Socrates. Remember the asshole philosopher series? Yep. Yep. Who set this belief down in writing. And like so many other ideas Aristotle had, he's next on my list in the Asshole (laughs) Philosopher series. It (laughs) fucked up the progress of science and society for thousands of years. Thanks, Aristotle. Oh, lovely. But guess what? I'm willing to bet that most most female... Uh, romance writers, without being aware of this bizarre little theory of super bro sperm potency, were like, yeah, no, nah, that's not how it works. Because like fucking clockwork in every goddamn menage and reverse harem story I've seen, no one is like, dude, whatever kid she pops up is going to be both of ours biologically. The guys are like, well, whosoever it is biologically, it's ours emotionally. Oh, right. Right? Because I, I, I read a ton of that. Yeah. I do too. I see it all the yeah. time. Yeah. And this is because telegony is bullshit. Well, yeah. In the 19th century, biologists did a lot of experiments to try and see if it was real because apparently there was still the whole purity of paternity issue because it's always the woman's fault for possibly having sex with more than one man, consent not even noted. But even 19th century white men eventually had to concede that the egg could only take from one paternal source. Right. And I'm not going to say that their wives were probably muttering under their breath, yeah, we could have told you that, Henry. (laughs) But I'm going to mutter under their breath, their wives and other women probably could have told them that, Henry. Right. (laughs) So reeling this back in from the pre-Mendelian horrors, like calling it heteropaternal superfecundation. Okay. Superfecundation. Yeah. Right. Sure. Because that is not a thing. We come back to Leda and her two twins or quadruplets. Okay. Funny thing is, all four kids ended up being pretty extraordinary. So maybe the common genetic factor is the mother. <gasps> Just saying. Go figure. (laughs) Because when the kids grew up, Helen ended up marrying Menelaus, the exiled Mycenaean prince. Remember him? (gasps) Oh. And Clytemnestra married his brother, Agamemnon. Oh. Two brothers married either two sisters or two half-sisters. But they were, I mean, they were adopted. Right. Right. But the sisters. So, yeah, the two brothers. Yeah. Married, not like the biologically female. not related, right? Right, right. They were to like, them two yeah. sisters, but whether they were full sisters or half sisters, <laughs> no. oh, got it, got it. Okay, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, Helen, of course, became famed for her beauty and ended up getting kidnapped. But Clytemnestra had an equally interesting, if not more interesting, story. So, Clytemnestra, just a little aside, because what's a Kardashian episode without a subplot? Um, she was married once before she married Agamemnon. (gasps) And a lot of myths will say that Agamemnon 
killed her husband and infant son and took her for his wife. Oh, shit. And no. This, now, this is where we actually get all Dateline paging Keith Morrison. Um, she probably bit her lip and played the role of perfect wife for a couple of years. And then when I'm putting on my Keith Morrison here, when Agamemnon went to war, she was like, hell yeah. It's been 10 years since he been gone. Cue the Kelly Clarkson song. <laughs> I'm terrible at that, but I love, I love Dateline and I love Keith Morrison and Josh Mankiewicz and Andrea Canning and Dennis Murphy. <laughs> anyway, okay. Sorry. Only, so yeah, she's like, woohoo, since you've been gone. Right. <laughs> uh, only to have Agamemnon show back up with his new mistress in tow. Oh. Cassandra, I- the seer. What? Yeah. Clytemnestra loses her shit and kills them. <gasps> Allegedly. Both of them. Uh, Euripides, the ancient playwright, is like, yeah, she took a butcher knife and went at it. And Homer's like, her involvement is suspicious, but somewhat murky. Oh, my word. Okay. Another thing for another time. And also, uh, at the end of the Trojan War, Helen gets repossessed like a car by Menelaus and brought back to Sparta after her little vacation in Troy. Oh, my goodness. It's like the alternate ending to uh, Thelma and Louise. So (laughs) I guess there was a lot less drama there. So much speculation for another time. But see why I said this is a Kardashian thing? Leda is Chris and her kids are all the drama. Yep. Wow. Okay. So let's uh, switch over to the boys for a second because you've got Pollux, who's also known as Polydeuces. And you might have heard the phrase Castor and Pollux. No. Okay. Well, it's an (laughs) Indo-European twin brother prototype, which I don't it may be in the Arn Thompson Uther fairy tale index because oh. you've got Cain and Abel, oh. Romulus and Remus, the fucking Gemini constellation. Oh, wow. Did you ever read Highlights magazine? Yeah. Goofus and Gallant. Oh, shit. We've talked about them before. Yes. Damn. Yep. Is this is this the root of it? Wait, what? Who came? Which couple came first? Cain and uh, Abel. Were they written down first? You know what? It none of the ones I've mentioned here were first. Oh damn! There are stories that are even older about the twin brother thing because nothing, nothing is new. Is new. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, that could be a rhyming slogan for 2022. 2022 and nothing is nothing new. Is new. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we go any further, and we do have a wee bit further to go. Yeah. Let's go back to Nemesis. Oh, right. You Remember mentioned her. her. Yeah. I, but we didn't establish her relation to this story yet, correct? I'm about to do that. Okay. Because there are several ancient sources that claim that Zeus was actually hot for Nemesis. 
And in order to get away from him, she turned herself into a goose and flew away. Oh, my goodness. And honestly, that's not a terrible choice because have you ever pissed off a goose? No means nothing to a goose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But Zeus changed himself into a swan. Oh. Not a gander, but a swan. And he flew after her and fucked her bird style. Oh, my God. Now, (laughs) other Jen, uh, while I talk for a moment, I'm going to need you to live Google because I don't even know the answer to this myself. Can a goose and a swan uh, reproduce? Okay. All right. Because, and while you're doing that, I'm going to mention that, you know, you may have heard of Romulus and Remus because they were suckled by a wolf who was probably like Fenrir's grown up and left the house and Mm. he's off at college and, you know, I'm paying for this college degree and all he's going to do is end up setting up a smoothie shop. Right. (laughs) And uh, yeah, but Romulus and Remus, uh, yeah. So many twins. Yeah. We'll have to do a deep dive on twins at some point. So, okay. I have your answer. Yes. According to BBC.com, we'll, Count them on the list of credible. Fairly decent on the fact checking, yes. Yes. It is not unheard of for geese to mate with swans, with the offspring of a swan and a goose known as a swoose. Kate again? <laughs> we broke Kim last time. This time it's me. We're sorry. The number you have dialed is not in service <laughs> at this time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Breathe. Do we need to pause and do no, our little... No, I'm going to keep going. Okay. I can do this. wasn't feeling very maternal (laughs) and I'm not gonna make the little political joke I was gonna make but so when she was forced to carry to term and laid an egg (laughs) she took it down to earth and threw it into Queen Leda's lap oh the egg hatched and out popped Helen (laughs) wait what (laughs) in this version Helen came from <laughs> Helen's a swoos. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um, <laughs> so the egg hatched and out popped Helen, and Leda's like, I'm okay, I guess, and raised the girls around. And uh, <laughs> while I recover myself and take a sip of something, can you please describe? The picture I have actually found for you. Oh my god! Okay, so <laughs> it's a swoosh. This, <laughs> this this image looks like it's probably coming from those clay pots with the red paint on the black pot that we've yes. seen a lot. <laughs> it's like a 
pedestal, an ornate pedestal with an egg propped up on it and a woman. Like you think of like the 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 woman that pops out of a cake. Well, this is a woman who so pops out of a egg. Oh my God, Jen. <laughs> did, when did the concept of the woman popping out of the cake end? When well, uh, is that with the, like the sixties, seventies? Is that I, the last? You know, I wouldn't be surprised. If there's not a healthy community of that today, I'm fine okay. with that. But yeah, um, but I just basically want to confuse any of our listeners who don't understand the woman popping out of a cake idea. The big bachelor's party yeah. trope, but honestly, or, the, or an old man, you know. Yeah. The uh, yeah, this it's is funny nuts. how they never have a man popping out of a cake. There's got to um, be some sort of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of uh, symbolism there, but oh, I was just going to say the little thing that she's on. It's not a pedestal; it's the ancient version of an egg cup. I didn't want to say that. I was no. It's it, an egg cup because damn it. <laughs> yeah, and this is a full woman coming out, like with full hair. It's braided. It's she's got a hair accessory. Yeah, yeah. she's born. I mean, I will say she looks a little, that is Helen. She looks potentially prepubescent. Okay. And and not to be graphic, but literally in a legit analysis, like she doesn't look particularly developed. Uh, Agreed. Yes. You know, she's, I mean, she's flat chested. Yes. That's what I was going to say. And usually they don't hesitate to give like the, uh, double D cup floaties right um <laughs> in their painting but yeah you know but she's got a full head of curly hair and a hair accessory exactly <laughs> lord knows and- passing that must have been painful although she was in the egg so who knows yeah she's a swoose <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness okay. so um now because we have this uh multiple part origin story yes <laughs> for helen this comes back to haunt leda because the ancient sources are divided as to whether leda gave birth to two sets of live twins one set of live twins and then laid two eggs or laid four eggs all together oh my god okay oh my god the fucking end back after this with questions and shit <laughs> oh yeah and maybe a swoose <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We now return to the Trunk Mythology Gals for part two Questions and Shit. You good? No. <laughs> Did you think we were done? Um. Yeah, I no. thought we were going to do no. What? What? Because doing it bird style oh, is no. an issue the ancients debated, even when depicting Leda and Zeus in art. Oh, no. And it didn't stop with the exchange of scrolls and literary debate around the Mediterranean. Oh, Several ancient sources believe that Zeus impregnated Leda by sticking his beak in her. Okay. 
fine in her fucking vagina. Oh, which means he was vomiting sperm right into oh her god. vagina. Oh my god! Oh, that's not how science works. <laughs> my life is complete hearing you say that. <laughs> and but here's the thing. So remember last time we talked about narcissists and how I think there might have been actual like reality sort of communal gossip-based roots to this. Yes. Yes, I remember that. I think there might be a similar case, and I'm going to pose this theoretically and hypothetically because this is me literally spitballing, although I do have a little bit more reference than, oh, I don't know, George, what's his nut? have something about Mary Hare and why hasn't Zeus struck you down? I don't know. Um, Because it could be in a, if I were to deconstruct this, possibly an ancient noble woman named Leda or something like that had a master ceramicist or pottery maker make her a dildo with a handle in the shape of a swan's neck or head. Oh, because there are actual surviving texts that describe women chatting together, comparing ceramic dildos and wanting to know which potter made that awesome dildo. Can't you let me borrow it? Oh, damn. Okay. Another episode, possibly for a deep dive. Oh, <laughs> I did the thing. You did. I did the thing. <laughs> so imagine, you know, you've got this woman with her swan. I mean, they they made the handles of drinking cups in the shapes of like, you know, sheep's heads or bull's heads. They they right. put decorative flourish and animal flourish on a lot of things just because it was a thing. Okay. And you know, a swan's neck is very easily, uh, if your mind is in the gutter with ours, come on down here. The water's <laughs> fine. Um, <laughs> don't mind the bacteria. They're just be they're bonding with us because they're like, we're everywhere that you want to go. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but you know, like anyway, so her husband walks in, sees her with this swan dildo, and throws a shit fit. I'm sure. Because, you know. Yeah. I'm not even going to. There are a thousand different ways their relationship could have been. But it's a big enough tantrum for whatever reason that the servants pick up the story and start telling it in the ultimate game of funny telephone. Because think how funny it would be. Yeah. She was fucking a swan and her husband walked in. Mm. Got it. Yeah. And, and you know, even though I have that little bit of papyrological uh, evidence that eventually I'll share in another episode because it's too good not to share okay. um, <clears throat> about the women talking about dildos. And we do have, you know, evidence, especially in these like, you know, uh, red on black uh, pottery paintings that there right. was a lot of kinky stuff oh, going yeah. on back then. Yeah. And yet, you know, to have an animal shaped dildo might have been unusual. Mm. 
Okay. So, you know, again, just throwing that out there because I want I want to challenge people to think of just like in real life, you know, something funny happens, you tell it the night that it happened to your colleagues at the bar, and then right. you put it on Facebook, and then somebody on Facebook tells it to someone else, and, you know, <clears throat> right. three weeks later, it's a meme. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. again, whether it's news or history or mythology, you know, <laughs> never hurts to say it probably wasn't aliens, what could it have been? Mm, right. So I'm not going to ask you to describe all of them, but let's take a quick peek at some not-to-scale examples oh. of how despite this being at the least about a woman's sex toy and at most about pure bestiality and lack of consent, the story of Leda and the Swan has hung about the history of art and not just in the corners, oh, in the major fucking galleries by the major fucking artists and this, and oh. people wonder why we have issues in Western civilization. Okay. I'm afraid to scroll. Scroll. <laughs> scroll. Do the scroll. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So the, <laughs> oh. so the first image we have... <laughs> this looks like it's probably from pottery as well. Yep. It's that same reddish-orange imagery on a black background. Yep. It's called red figure pottery. Okay. It's a woman. You can actually looks see the lettering above her head. That's a lambda, um, yep. uh, an epsilon, a delta, and an alpha, leda. Oh my word. That's her name. Yep. In Greek letters. Yep. Is it Greek? Those are Greek. It is. Oh. I actually know enough Greek alphabet to read to be able oh, to read letters. My word. Okay. So it looks like she's French kissing a, a very large swan because it's proportionally not really smaller than her. I mean, look, I lived in Boston, walked in the Boston Garden where we have, you know, the swan boats because there are a lot of swans there. Mm -hmm. A couple of those motherfuckers are pretty big. But not this big. Um, You know, I'm five foot one. And okay. <laughs> we don't we don't know how tall Leda is. Yeah, I mean, but assume like maybe she was between four foot nine and five foot one. Okay. And maybe a hundred pounds. And then you've got like a 50 pound swan coming at you. Got it. You know, it's not it's yeah, it's the scale of like a Rottweiler. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Short but stout. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. you know, it's exaggerated, but it's not that exaggerated in terms of size. Okay. From my perspective. Yeah. Only my because eye... I've been chased by geese before, too. Yeah. My <laughs> eye cannot stop asking, looking at and asking what the heck this little ladder-looking thing is above the swan. <laughs> what the hell is that? 
is I nice actually don't straight know, lines. but I could probably find a, a more detailed analysis. We'll check in on that o- offline and include it in the not to scale post. There's some little image with nice little lines and arrows. It looks like something out of a geometry class. Well, it looks like <laughs> it looks like a washboard almost. Ah. <sighs> But, or maybe yeah. it's the scale. <laughs> well, speaking so this, of scales, uh, if you want to see scale. the pictures that we talk about, you can go to our website, drunkmythologygals.com, yes. and check out Jen, other Jen's posts, Not to Scale, where she takes yes. the images we talk about and shares <laughs> them so you can, whether you want to or not, follow along. Uh, I'm behind on a few of them, but I'm catching up on the old ones. They're, um, they're, they're not to yeah. scale and not in order. They're not in order, and that is my suffering. They are not in order. <laughs> and that is my joy. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, I. So this one will probably take another day or two before this Frenching one. the swan. Yeah, Frenching. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Things you never thought you'd say in life. Oh. The next image. This looks like a... Is this mosaic? Is that it the is right a mosaic? Term? Yes, with all the little itty bitty tiny pieces. Of yep, it is a pottery. mosaic, and it's from Cyprus. Okay, and it is Leda, Leda, Leda. Um, you got a backside view of her with barely not a bad backside. I'm saying, no. oh, like, she looks yeah, great. She's, she's fabulous, uh, stunning. So you see her bare back pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the swan is being an beside, asshole. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> whistling at her or whatever. I don't know what the it's in this. He's grabbing her uh her uh her wrap. Her wrap, basically. Okay. He's being like I said, he's being an asshole. He's doing what swans mm-hmm. and geese do okay. and yeah. making life miserable. Yeah. Um, let's see the next one. We got another mosaic. This one's mm-hmm. a little, little more abstract. I feel like. I think it might be the angle. Cause like if you zoom okay. in, you can sort of see there's, she's got him by the neck. <laughs> oh, I see that now. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, and we can't see what her hand, her other hand and. Oh, one yeah. hand is. Yeah. We have another backside naked view. And we can't see what her right hand is doing. Nor can we see his bottom quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Moving right along. Scrolling past that. Moving along. Scrolling. (laughs) Oh, my word. We now have a Roman oil lamp. Oh, my goodness. With an interestingly placed hole. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And the, the position that. And Leda. notice Cupid or Eros. Oh, <laughs> wow. This one feels a lot more graphic. Just it's, wait. It's, because okay. yeah. after, uh, <sighs> if you keep scrolling, we're going to enter Roman oh. statuary. Statues. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. So now we have a statue. Is this... Where's the head of the goose? Where, the, the swan? swan? Where's the um, head? I can't tell where the head is. The head is between her boobs. Okay. Just like okay. you've okay. seen. 
seen in okay you can uh, yeah. go to p hub and oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> you can see it a lot of different places, strip okay. clubs, uh, P-O-R-N hub. You can, uh, it's, yeah. Okay. It, his long, narrow neck right yeah. between the boobs. Yeah. And his the body of the swan. The Leaning angle against- of this photo, it could be hiding some things, but oh I, my goodness. I would say this is... This is not a procreative pose. Okay. This is more like, how you doing? This is more like, yeah, you're ready to go again, baby. Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving along. Oh my <laughs> we God. have a fresco from Pompeii. Oh. Now this is graphic. She's sitting on a bench and the swan is on her lap looking very Intense. busy. <laughs> yeah. And her legs are oh. spread, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. This, oh, wow. Now we move into the cradle of modern Western thought, i.e. the early modern, the early Renaissance, Renaissance and early modern art. Please continue oh, scrolling. Okay. So now... All right. So now we have, this is obviously a painting. Uh, did we, were the others paintings? Uh, frescoes. The, uh, sorry. Yeah. We had okay. a fresco, a mosaic, and like uh, ceramics. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is her on a red sofa of sorts or pillows. Interesting side story about the color red in this photo, in this mm. uh painting because the color red was one of the hardest and most expensive uh, mm. color tints in uh, to get in okay. that time period in Europe because we hadn't, I mean, the Spanish were just basically starting to scratch the surface of raping and pillaging their way through mm. uh South Central and North America, and uh, eventually wow. discovering cochineal, which is okay. the red pigment that was used to make red more common. So this was a okay. super expensive, wow, velvet whatever it is yeah. that she's lying on to symbolize um, her royalty and her wealth. Okay, and the swan is so freaking cozy, all up in her, on top of her, and. It- she even has her leg like straddling over the swan's body. She's and, and would you please is, share this? Do you uh, want to tell who, who painted this? Who did this painting and where it's displayed? This was painted by Michelangelo. And I probably saw this goddamn painting when I was in London two months ago at the National Gallery in London. Because this Zeus is a foundational figure in our mythology. <sighs> and I I think I didn't do it for this episode, but I think I'm going to have to pull you in for a little recorded bonus because oh, there's an early Christian uh, bishop named Clement. Oh, who, I know that name. 
Yeah. <laughs> Clement, it's a very common name, multiple Clements. Yeah. Okay. But okay. he was one of the OG Clements before okay. there was like a, an actual Vatican. And uh, got it. he ironically gives some of the most explicit oh. descriptions of Leda and the Swan. So well, then. we might toss that over on Patreon. Mm, okay. Continuing then, then, on. Yeah. The next one is a little, we step back from being so graphic. Here we have a frontal view of naked Leda and more of a side hug going on with the swan. But notice what what catches my eye here, down to her, mm-hmm. her right, our left, are a bunch of cherubs. For babies. <gasps> That's the babies. Oh my god. And eggshells. Holy shit. There's they So clearly broken Leonardo eggshells. da Vinci yes. thought that she laid two eggs each yeah. with a set of twins in them. Oh my god. Good job, Leonardo. Yeah, this is dated 15, 15, 15, 20. It's a copy after a lost original, but we can clearly mm. see Leonardo yeah. might be having a bit of fun. Because if yeah. you look at that swan's expression, oh, like, the zoom swan in on is- the swan for a second. Oh, yeah. The swan the is absolutely, how you doing? <laughs> the swan is like, bitch, I got laid. Yeah. And then <laughs> she laid. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, right. uh, you know, we move on to the 17th, 16th, 17th century with Correggio. And again, the infamous uh, long neck between the tits pose by Correggio. Yep. yep. Then we move to the 19th century. Oh, this is takes on an interesting little spin. Exactly. So uh, the style is has definitely changed. And because of my husband, I recognize the Cezanne. last name of this artist. I couldn't tell you anything about it, but I'm like he was oh, an impression he was a mid to late impressionist. Okay. And but in uh, this one, the he did a lot of countryside views. Okay. I get that vibe here. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, the swan has her wrist in its beak. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that. The swan holding her. We've only seen her grasping the swan. Now, that is an interesting twist, literally. <laughs> Was that not what you picked up? I did not pick that up. But that is interesting because that is uh, kind of asserting the swan's dominance as Zeus. Yeah. And the other images are portraying Leda as almost entranced and bewitched and overcome with lust. Yes. This one, because also look at how... I'm not sure what he's draping over there, but something's yeah. draping over her uh, privates. Yeah. But, you know, he's, you know, he's doing what a goose would do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He's, he's fucking laying claim to her. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, the next picture is not actually uh, quite in uh, 
chronological order, but it okay. is a precursor to. Wow. Yeah. And it also references what we were talking about, how bird style works. Yeah. So this one has her laying on a bed and it's very graphically painted of her vagina. She also has a Brazilian wax job. Yeah. And the swan, his head is right there about to go in. Or maybe he's done. Considering his angle of entry. Um, Or maybe he's done. And she's either lying there unsuspecting of what's about to happen, or she's lying there quite satisfied. (laughs) Well, so now what, you know, I, I only peripherally studied art history. Okay. But this is one of those moments when it, it's an interesting intersection of mythology, history, and art, because you have this myth that is presented in very contemporary mid 18th century settings. Okay. You know, she's, she is sporting an 18th century hairstyle. She is sporting, she is lying on an 18th century style chaise with velvet curtains. Ah, I see what you're saying. Her dress is 18th century. And clearly the wealth of the setting is yeah. meant to indicate nobility. Mm. And also it's meant to mm. possibly, because our French artists especially were famous for this, okay. a, a little bit of socioeconomic side-eye at the indulgence, debauchery, and degeneracy mm-hmm. of the wealthy and nobles. Okay. okay. Because we're 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 T minus 30 years, 35 years from the American Revolution and T minus 40 years from the French Revolution-ish. Okay. Because you know, it's around 1780 that we start hearing the first rumbles of like Got it. not quite off with their heads, but Let's take a look at this. <laughs> gotcha. So, you know, this is this is mythology. So it's a safe presentation of okay. a critique. Just an interesting little uh, aside there, because that's Got why, it. you know, these boring, quote unquote, you know, historical paintings actually have a lot more to them once you start to understand how... Everything's connected and it all comes back to Chris Jenner. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Yeah. So you have so, a, just a few more images here. Yeah, we the, can, we can, yeah, the only the one I really want to do is the 1996 one. Oh, dear. Yeah. So there's like some, the next one looks like it comes out of a fairy tale book, the way it's painted. It's, Got flying fairies and swimming. It has cupids and, and children and, and cherubs. And a swan. Yeah. And, yeah. 1895, Jean-Léon Jérôme. Yeah. Okay. But the- Not graphic <laughs> at all. Not worth describing. Yeah. It, it's kind of odd. There, And then I'm going to just briefly hit the very oh, last Oh, no. I, we're dwelling on the 1996 one. Yeah. Well, I was going to come back to it. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. Do, how to order? Because, yeah. This last all one- right, Okay 
is it's a sculpture that I can't even make heads or tails of because literally, it, it, oh my God. I think I can make out the it's a the bronze of the the female. I think I can make out Leda. I can't. It, it the rest of it is just it's not a large sculpture. It looks like a tabletop bronze. Okay, and it's by Massimiliano Soldani from 1725. Yeah, um, I'm wondering if I can make it any bigger. <laughs> If you go to Wikipedia, the Wikipedia link down below, okay. that's where I got the right. images because they have like the nice the yes. big catalog of images there. But, gotcha. you know, again, we have a fairly explicit scene of bestiality Yeah, that ironically and interestingly would have been in full view of the treasured precious virgins. Mm. Because remember, these artworks weren't in museums, especially pre like 1800. Okay. You know, these pieces of art were in noble houses, were in palaces, wow. were okay. in mansions. Like, you know, and these are just the big famous versions of Leda and the Swan. Leda and the Swan is a theme that goes on right. and on and it just keeps giving and giving. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But yeah, so, you know, yeah. again, we have this conception of these super innocent, you know, virgin girls and yet they see these paintings and sculptures and bronzes of you know, yeah. not just Leda and the Swan, but all the other mythology. And, you know, yeah. if you don't live on a farm, this is how you learned how things worked. Yeah. And also, you know, you they're exposed to pictures of war and death, and they had to deal with death a lot more than, like, children today, you know? Right. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. your daughters, by this point, in their lives would have probably assisted with preparing multiple bodies of friends, family, and neighbors mm, yeah. for wow. burial yeah. up as late until the 1910s and 20s. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. you know, again, that's another topic for another time, the dichotomy of the sexually innocent virgin who lives on a large agricultural manner and also yeah. has to dress dead bodies. Yeah. But wow. I, I would like to end with the 1996 sculpture because that was the year I graduated college. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Where we would have been like, oh my God, let's talk about this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So this is a sculpture and it is very contemporary this is i don't know what this material is is it like a black marble it's, i i honestly don't know what the material is there's a link to it i think yeah if there's a probably dark look onyx type charcoal I mean, it could gray be color oxidized silver or graphite or you know honestly your husband would probably know better than some granite perhaps some dark granite i don't know what it is but it's um it's not like the white sculptures that we would it's automatically like think of. When you really, really sharpen a number two pencil yeah. and you wipe off the dust and the tip of that graphite is yes. 
shiny and that's, smooth. That's the color and yeah, reflection that we're yeah. looking at here. This is Leda on her back mm -hmm. with her legs spread, mm -hmm. mounted by the swan. Mm -hmm. This looks like this came out of Pornhub.com. It, it does, but I think... The interesting pieces of this art that I kind of want to point out are that her head is turned away from the swan's head. Yeah, she's looking away. She's, she's not, not exactly into it. She's not. And he's got his claws almost digging into her torso and her hand, the one we can see. Yeah is grasping it almost as if it's trying to pull away. Yeah. This doesn't look consensual. And I think no, that's the doesn't. point. Yeah. It doesn't at all. Which it means doesn't. maybe we've made progress. And that brings me to finally in 2012, an art gallery in London was forced to remove a modern exhibit of Leda and the Swan. Oh. Which, I mean art free speech possible making a point about consent but there's actually a law on the books in the UK uh it's section 63 of the criminal justice and immigration act of 2008 why would they put criminal justice and immigration hmm. um in the same any hoozy not going there it condemns violent pornography yeah the, this sculpture looks violent. Yeah. yeah. And yet, it, yeah. are we going to censure art because it's making us uncomfortable? And right. yet, yeah. yeah, Leda in the Swan is <laughs> not even Pornhub allows that category. Unless right? it's a furry. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, nice thought, England, but maybe about 3,500 years too late. Maybe. Yeah. So there wow. you go. Okay. This was incredibly disturbing. <laughs> so very disturbing. I and you have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to have nightmares. It's, it's bedtime and I'm going to go to bed and have nightmares. <laughs> well, oh my God. just remember that Fenrir is only peripherally involved because he's a cousin to Castor and Pollux and Ramus. Uh, Romulus and Remus, and we'll talk about that later. But we did make a, Fen we make a Fenrir mention in, yes, a, in a fairly wholesome way. So there you yes. go. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Are you drunk? Um, not yet. I'm more hungry than anything. <laughs> <laughs> I still want my fruit snack. <laughs> I know. And uh, next week, we yeah. are going to start a little tiny mini series. Uh -oh. Not a not a multi-part origin story, but more just an it's August. And so Whoa, 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 whoa. August is next week. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Ain't kidding nobody. Because I saw on Twitter that our friend Frederick yes. from Digging Up Ancient Aliens was on vacation. Of course. <laughs> and August is a major vacation. Yeah. month in Europe and pretty much always fucking has been. So yeah. we're going to do a little 
mini series, a couple of episodes just talking about what it's like and what it means to go on vacation in the ancient world. Oh, okay. That sounds harmless, but I know it's not going to (laughs) be. Even if it was, I would fix it. (laughs) Yes, you would. You absolutely would. But yeah, so we're going to start the great holiday vacation 2022 <laughs> episode series for August. Les vacances. Les vacances. Très bien. Très merci, bien. Merci. Bonjour Duolingo. Si uh, vous voulez uh, donner un peu d'argent pour uh, obtenir uh, uh, 30 secondes ou bien une minute et demie pour... Uh, Anyway, yeah, I'm guessing so you like, just, if you want to sponsor us, we're here. I was guessing. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a little while. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> anyway, in the meantime, subscribe yeah. yourselves to our social media scrolls on Instagram at Drunk Mythology Gals. On Twitter at Drunk Myth Gals. On Facebook at Drunk Mythology Gals. Or on the website, like Kate mentioned earlier, you can see the pictures that we described. Just give me a couple extra days on this one. This is a biggie. <laughs> Drunkmythologygals.com. And you can just click on that not to scale tab up there at the top. Or if you're uh, impatient and don't want to wait, you can always also click on merch because we have merch. Yes. Nothing with a swan on it, though. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have swans up at Patreon <laughs> where, uh, yeah, there's so much. Like, yeah, there's a lot more. There's lit crit hours, there's stickers, there's deep dives, 190%. There's going to be the commentary of Clement of Alexandria on just how profane and awful this all is <laughs> and that's patreon.com slash drunk mythology gals or you can send us email i checked the email earlier today did. you didn't I even tell me did i did i checked it um and that email address is gals at drunk mythology gals.com wow <laughs> and special thanks as always to sound effects kim and podcat Frida for putting the top spin on our sound. And thanks again to all of you for joining us. Please subscribe, leave a rating or review and tell your friends and family about us, especially if they've just gone down and they're like, let's go swimming. Hey, look at all those swans over there. They're so pretty. I wonder if they're friendly. No, they're mating. Run away, run away, run far, far away. Finally, always remember if the gods can behave badly, so can swoosh. <laughs>